You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Bainer Roberts. Our current serial is a Belladonna U story. Uh, you can read the previous Belladonna U stories. Uh, they're in publication. Uh, several of them are available for my patrons to download, and the, many of them are here on this podcast. This is the Year of Critical Roles, Chapter 3, The Year of Jewels. January. The office is grey. Various shades of grey, as if it's trying to project normality as hard as possible. Jules is wearing blue, a bright glittering suit of cerulean, which seemed like a fabulous idea in the shop when he was deliberating over job interview appeal. Vale was not there to stop him. She's not here now. No hand-holding for you, young Nightshade. No coffee, either. His magic is about ready to vibrate him all the way through the thick grey floor. Three warlocks enter, two male presenting one female, all in grey suits, all with flat, unfriendly faces. A job interview or an interrogation? It's starting to sink into Jules that he was on the verge of being arrested really quite recently. Mr Nightshade, says the woman. Your application was impressive. She says this in the same tone she might say, I hear you murdered seven puppies. Well, if they're going to be like that, there's no point in holding back. Might as well give them the full nightshade treatment. Jules tips back his head, rolls up his mouth in a superior snarl. I didn't apply. She smiles briefly. An unpleasant turn of events. All the more impressive. You come highly recommended, and we think you're exactly what we need. Jules sighs. I know who you are and what you can do. That means you know exactly what offers I've had for work since graduation, and what kind of financial packages are in consideration. Why exactly should I give all that up to work for this drab little government outfit? All three of the grey warlocks look intrigued. That wasn't the result he was hoping for. We believe you're a good person, says one of them. Oh, fuck, says Jules, surprised into laughter. You really do need help. February. Jules has supper with mother at the Morgana Hotel once a week. His grandfather owns it. A junior management position was among his graduation offers. Jules could not imagine a worse starter job than trying to convince old Julius he's worthy of inheriting the Nightshade Empire one day. If he is going to impress the old man, better to do so from a distance. Supper is always delightful, delectable, first class. He usually needs to grab some real food afterwards. Mother is in an odd mood. She pushes her braised spinach around and around the salmon shard drizzle. Maybe it's her disappointment in her son. Maybe it's her court case against people who used to be her best friends. Maybe she also is craving a cheeseburger. 
I'm not disappointed, she says finally. You are. Just, if you're going to do that kind of work, darling, the least you could do is let me brag about it at the club. It's so worthy. No can do. Tell them I'm doing something in the city. I can't be more specific. They won't care. I'll drift by your book club every few months in a designer suit and they will not ask further questions. Guaranteed. I suppose that means you want me to enlarge your clothing allowance, darling. Well, I won't be paying for it out of my salary. They laugh. Hers is a little bitter, but she still calls for the dessert menu. Fine. We're celebrating. Oh, says Jules. Is that what we are? March. Serenity Jones is an angry woman. A tiny, fierce ball of impatience, sarcasm and sharp, sudden movements. You can't have a life, she said to Jules on the first day he was assigned to her as partner. Friends, lover, family, this job will make them all hate you. You might as well get used to being alone. That's okay, drawled Jules. My friends already hate me. Her magic is the opposite of her personality. It's a cool drink of water on a sunny day. There's a warmth to it, but it doesn't clash against his power like Sage, like Viola. Sharing a space with Serenity Jones is like having half an espresso shot in his bloodstream. He's never felt so centred. Serenity Jones is ten years older than Jules, and she treats him like a toddler who has barely learned to walk. He likes the work. Jules, as always, enjoys situations that make him feel smarter than everyone else. He likes walking into the office alongside the compact fury of Serenity Jones. He loves fieldwork. They don't do much yet. He's a baby trainee. Their missions are minor. Mostly it involves sitting in cafes or bars, quietly absorbing the magical signature of people of interest. Occasionally they get to make a scene, which means going into some abandoned safe house, hotel room or Airbnb and soaking up every hint of magical resonance left behind. Then writing complex and lengthy reports about every stray hex he sucked out of the carpet. It's drudge work, according to Jones. Jules is having a great time. Most of all, he likes the fact that six weeks into their partnership, Serenity Jones doesn't seem to think he's a total waste of space. She started sharing stories. Big missions, international diplomacy, hilarious anecdotes. Mostly about how much she hates every co-worker she's ever had. Being tolerated by Serenity Jones is like being adored by anyone else. He'll take it. Isolating himself from other people, though? Fuck that. How's that worked out for his mother? Hiding in her family hotel like she's the princess in a tower. How's that worked out for Shove, who won't answer calls anymore? Or Vale, who left the actual shitting country to get away from them all? Jules respects Serenity Jones, but he does not want to become her. Nightshade has created this mirror chat. Nightshade. 
Can I ask a favour? May cakes. New mirror. Who dis? Nightshade. Hilarious. May cakes. Are we even linked? You've never messaged me on here before. Nightshade. It's about wizard cakes. May cakes. How dare you? It's cake wizards. Nightshade. That's what I said. May cakes. Dot dot dot. Nightshade. I want in on your game. May cakes. Why? Nightshade. I've discovered a deep inner obsession with wizards who are also cakes. May cakes. Seems fake. May cakes. Wait. Is this part of an elaborate plan to get back with Sage? Nightshade. No. It's an elaborate plan to avoid becoming isolated from real life. Now I have a job that requires more of me than I ever thought possible. Message not sent. Nightshade. Yes. Maycakes. So lucky I ship you. First games at 4pm Saturday. Bring snacks. You will be required to cosplay as your character. So bring pointy ears, some nose putty and any clothing items made of silver mesh. Nightshade. I have been assured that cosplay is not compulsory and I will resist any social pressure to look foolish. Maycakes. Sage will be wearing blue paint and very little else. Nightshade. Is there a preferred brand of nose putty? April. It's been months since Jules last saw Sage naked. It's been worth the wait. They almost tumbled back into bed back at New Year's after that clusterfuck of a party turned into Chauvelin's family tragedy. Surely if anyone had earned glad my friend's house didn't kill our sex, it was the two of them. It didn't happen then. Months later, Jules takes matters into his own hands. They've had their wild tumbles, their fiery arguments, their public gropings and intense passionate hookups. Now, as it turns out, slow, comfortable, hey, why don't you stay over so we can work on your character's backstory sex is also pretty great. I have to get up early for work, Jules mumbles into Sage's shoulder. His large, warm, slightly sticky shoulder. Best shoulder. No worries, says Sage, half asleep. Come back tomorrow night, yeah? We still have to figure out what secrets your character's keeping. Ah, yes, he's playing a secretive sugar elf. Nothing like real life at all. May. Irene Nightshade successfully sues Nicholas and Marine Chauvelin for endangering her son with their careless magical experiments. The criminal case will proceed later in the year. She can now afford to buy a second hotel. Nightshade has created this mirror chat. Nightshade. Are you avoiding me? Chauvelin. Of course not. Chauvelin. I know you never had to make much of an effort at university, but this year is kind of killing me. So many essays. Unreal social studies is even tougher than political history. Nightshade. So it's not about the parents thing then. Chauvelin. Don't be an ass. Nightshade, 
Heard anything from Hebe lately? Weird she doesn't live here anymore. Chauvelin. Here? Are you at my house? Nightshade. Game night, baby. You could join us. Roll some dice. Fight some giant ghetto monsters. Or you could play a giant ghetto monster and we'd fight you. Chauvelin. No thanks. Nightshade. You know Vale's coming back next month. Any thoughts? Chauve? Thoughts? <sighs> Fuck you then. June. Seriously, Nightshade? McLaren, I wouldn't ask if it wasn't important. Vale's gonna murder you. Not as hard as she'd murder me if I stranded her at the airport. And you can't tell me why. It's work, you know how it is. If nothing serious comes up, I'll make the game by the skin of my teeth, but there's no way I can leave an hour early to meet an international flight. And you had no one else to ask? Aren't you the person I get to ask? I didn't mean that. Oh, I think you meant it. Stop fucking smirking. I'm your person. I didn't say that. You tricked me. Mate, I was just hinting you should admit why you're not asking third. I wasn't looking to define the relationship. Chauvelin and I haven't exactly been talking. I know, that's what I was hinting. I'm not a complete bastard. Shut up and kiss me, yeah? All I said was... Mm. I know what you said. July. Work, sleep, cake wizards, sage. August. Maycakes has started this mirror chat. Maycakes. I can't believe you missed it. Viola came back to play Monster of the Week. She was brutal. This is the second session you've missed, Jules. Nightshade. I know. I'm sorry. September. Work. Sleep. Sage. October. Work. Sleep. November. Work. This month has been all about surveillance. Sitting in cars, bars, skanky flats, overlooking dodgy warehouses, the works. Jules is bored out of his skull. One more, drawls Serenity, her hand clawed around a can of Beltane, one of those horrible herbal drinks that are so on-trend, sugar and grass clippings. You might as well drink tea. One more day and we'll be rotated back to paperwork for the rest of the year. Hail to the kindly ones, Jules sighs. You'll get your weekends back. Rock bands and biscuit orcs, whatever you kids are into these days. He regrets telling her about cake wizards. How's that big-armed BF of yours, she asks, angling into the corner of the window so she gets the best view without being seen from below. If I ever get a chance to see him, I'll find out if he's still talking to me. Didn't deny the BF label, I, no I notice. I'm tired. I'll fight your heteronormative assumptions another time. What even is this job? Dodgy passports. Really? He laughs hollowly. Bit of a come down. Last month, it was all about mobsters trying to export native animals for rich zillionaires overseas. Nightshade and Jones were part of a larger team, but they still got accommodation for it. 
This month, dodgy passports. Could be bigger than it looks, says Serenity. Our source says this guy has been supplying wealthy warlocks with new identities for years. And there's some kind of big fish rumoured to be making contact this week? Jules rolls his eyes and makes them a cup of tea. He's never made so many cuppers in his life before he took on this job. He's still a trainee, he knows his place. Could be something, murmurs Serenity, just as a swell of familiar magic rolls over them both. The presence of powerful warlocks, who are too arrogant to hide themselves. Jules's own magic spikes hard. Prickles of eyes form on the backs of his hands. I know that magical signature, he whispers in a panic. Serenity, I can't be here. December. I'm a spy, Jules says aloud, finally blurting the words he's been keeping hidden all year. I work for the... (sighs) It's not hex development, not private surveillance. I work for the government. In real intelligence, I'm a fucking spy and the pay is shit. The silence after his confession is awful, just for a moment. Jagged and frozen. Then Chauve and Vale start to laugh at him. Thank you for listening to Sheep Might Fly. You can sign up to my author newsletter for updates. Follow me on Twitter at TansyRR or at Sheep Might Fly. Find me on Facebook at TansyRR Books. And if you like this podcast, consider supporting me at Patreon where you can receive all kinds of cool rewards, early ebooks, and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge. Uh, the ebook version of, of this story will be released only to my Patreon subscribers at first. Everybody else is going to have to wait until the collected, uh, the next collected uh, anthology of Belladonna U stories comes out, which is probably looking like next year rather than this year at this rate. Okay, see you next week.